0: Coach Tori, and this is Raising Runners. We talk running, fitness, mental health, and so many more topics. As the founder of a youth running program, I approach all of our conversations with our youth athletes in mind and kind of have a focus around those things. But as you will see, we are finding that all of these topics relate to runners and people who like to move and do fitness or anything like that um, relates to everybody. Check it out. In today's episode, I get to talk with Jake from On Dog Training Academy, and we are talking about running with your dog. So I thought this was such a great episode and really helpful to me because I have two dogs who hopefully, well, at least one of the two hopefully will be a runner in their future. Um, and I've run with dogs in the past, so it's nice to be able to figure out how to do that the best way possible. But also I was telling Jake that I hear people talk all the time, or I see questions on the internet of like, what kind of dogs are the best dogs to run with? How can I get my dog to be a good runner? Um, and you see people everywhere running with their dogs. So it felt super relevant. Um, he talks to us about kind of choosing the dogs who are runners with you, um, how to keep them safe, how to train them so that it is, actually fun to run with them instead of them dragging you around or anything like that. He talks about nutrition, we talk about stretching and warming up. Um, So super cool to get to talk with him and ask all of those dog running questions. Check it out. Cool. Okay, well, I guess to start, um, if you can intro who you are, and then we can kind of just get right to it.
1: Sure, sure. Well, uh, my name is Jake Schneider. I am a co-owner with my wife of ondogtrainingacademy.com. We're an online dog training business. Uh, We've been training for 15 years. Uh, We have a brick and mortar uh, business as well called Allbreed North that's in our home here uh, in Minnesota, but we do have that online uh, on dog training academy um, business as well. And so we've been training 15 years and it's just kind of everything we do. Like we just love, we're big into sport stuff with our dogs. So, um, I do a sport called Mondio ring, which is good Lord. It is. Um, I I always try to explain it to people and I never explain it the same way twice. (laughs) It's basically obedience, high level obedience stuff that the dogs have to do. And then they have to do jumps where one of the jumps is like, it's all in meters because it originated in Europe, but like they have to do basically like a 12 foot flat long jump they have to clear that they have to clear a seven foot wall, uh, by climbing over it. And then they have to jump like a four foot hurdle without touching it. And, um, and then they go into like, almost like police dog training stuff where they have to run and find guys and, and only, only quote unquote bite. Like my dog thinks a guy, a helper in like a bite suits, their friend. So he thinks it's a toy. (laughs) So he loves it. Um, but it's just super, it's, it's, there's a lot of physical activity, a lot of, um, Things we have to worry about um, health-wise with our dogs to make sure that they're going to be able to do this to the best they can. So, so yeah, that's our main thing. Otherwise, we do tracking and stuff as well. Um, I used to be a runner more so, but then my knees decided that running wasn't for me. And after <laughs> learning my family genetics, it makes sense. Um, running with flat feet apparently is frowned upon. But right? Who knew? <laughs> who knew? Oh, no. Who knew? Um, but. So, yeah, so I do a lot more hiking and then uh, tracking stuff with my dogs, but, um, or my dog, I should say. And so, yeah, that's, that's our main focus now, but I, I do have experience running for sure running uh, with our dogs.
0: What kind of dog do you have right so now? So we have
1: our dog right now. His name is Luda, which is short for Ludicrous, um, <laughs> And uh, he's a six and a half year old Belgian Malinois. So they're kind okay. of like a uh, German shepherd. I just, I call them German shepherds but just more athletic. They're built better. They don't have the back and hip issues. And um, they're just phenomenal athletes. It's why we got him. He's just, he's an absolute awesome dog.
0: Yeah. My sister, I think has two of them and she was a dog trainer at one point and then she went to law school. So, um, sure. Yeah, I guess that must be what those dogs do because I think she did some of the tracking stuff. Mm-hmm. Also, maybe this is how much I don't know about dog training, right? <laughs> I'm like, oh, it was something with dogs. Yeah, um,
1: they're crazy smart. They're almost they're almost too smart if you're not prepared.
0: Yeah, I I feel like lots of dogs are too smart. At least
1: oh, yeah. for well, me, I, the dog we first got when we uh, when me and my wife moved out years and years ago was a basset hound, and I grew up with basset hounds. Oh. And even them, like people think they're just stupid dogs, but oh my god that dog was too smart for us at times. Like he'd figure out ways to manipulate us. And then you'd think back and you're like, son of a gun. He got us. But (laughs) yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, now we have Malinois. He's our second one. And, and, you know, we love, we travel everywhere with him, and, and we've been doing that for quite a while now.
0: Yeah. Okay. So how do you get into dog training The both of you, did you meet as dog trainers or did you become dog trainers together?
1: So me and my wife actually met in seventh grade.
0: Oh my gosh. Um,
1: she never owned an animal until we moved out together she wanted a cat a white cat and that was her goal (laughs) i want a cat i got to get a cat and so first thing we did when we moved out is we got a cat a white cat and he's still alive he's 18 and some change right now and and um and so yeah and i i was pretty much born into it my parents have a dog training place they've been training almost my entire life and so it just kind of worked out where I'm like, well, I'll do this stuff too. It's kind of fun. And so me me and my wife started this. And so she's kind of learned from me and then branched off and kind of did her own education because she loves the behavioral part of dog training. I love the training and physical, like athletic stuff. I love that part of the dog training more. She loves psychology. Psychology is what she did. She did some of that a little bit in college and and she just loves psychology stuff. So, So yeah, so that's, she married into it and I was just sort of born into it.
0: That is very cool. I feel like you don't usually think of that being one of those jobs that like is a family thing. So I love no. that. Oh, um, no. Right. no. And,
1: and telling like my, my wife's grand my wife's grandfather, you know, you tell him, oh, well, we're, we're going to, we do dog training. We own a dog training business and he's very old school. He's like, you can make a living off of that. I'm like, yeah. yes, of course. <laughs> of course. Everybody has dogs. It seems now. So, right. And we don't yep. know what
0: to do with them. So absolutely.
1: Yeah. No kidding. <laughs> no kidding.
0: Well, and that is why we are chatting today because um, I think we found each other on Facebook, but um, I was saying before we started recording that I see all the time as runners, people asking questions about running with their dogs. And, you know, the, my, the biggest one I see is what dog should I get for people who run with dogs? Um, so I guess that's a good place. I mean, I'm imagining that's a good place to start with our questions is like, are there specific dog breeds I would imagine that are better for running? And then how do you kind of figure that out? Or I guess if it's like dog specific, what kind of dog is better to run?
1: Yeah. I mean, there's going to be breeds that are going to be built for this type of stuff. You're going to have, you want a high energy dog. You want a dog that's got decent stamina. Like my Basset Hound that I, that we had for a long time. No, no, I'm not going to, I'm not going to go running with him. He'd maybe last hundred yards, and then we'd have to turn around. He'd be absolutely exhausted. You know, dogs with breathing issues, your pugs, you know, stuff like that. Your small dogs, you know, but there are breeds. You have your labs. Those are kind of your cliche jogging dogs, labs, golden retrievers, a lot of pointer dogs, sporty dogs, I think are, are ones that really do well in it. But I know people who, you know, they rescue like pit mixes or, or just these mixed breeds or whatever, and they're great companions for running it it really just boils down to, I guess, um, you know, kind of is your dog athletic and you can always talk to your vet about it. You can always, you know, say, Hey, would this, would my dog be okay for running? Um, I always like to kind of err on that side if you're not sure, but you're looking at, you know, what's the health of the dog as well. You know, if it's, it could be a lab that, yeah, labs are great runners, but if it's a lab that has hip dysplasia or has arthritis or, I don't know, just doesn't seem to have that energy or stamina, then maybe it's not good. So, but yeah, there's, there's a lot of breeds and it's, I don't like to necessarily pinpoint exactly what breeds you should get for running. Um, cause there's a lot of rescues and mixes that are great too, along with the, the traditional purebred ones that, that you'll see out there.
0: Yeah. Um, I know. And I feel like I often see like all different kinds, but they're usually like Mm -hmm. those sportier dogs, like you're saying, um, Okay, so now I have my dog that's good for running. How do you start training for running? Because I'm I've had dogs that are really good walkers. Um, but then the second you start running with them, they either lose focus or they don't understand that they're not supposed to be going fast. Um, and then as a runner, it's like I don't want to have to keep pulling on you. And yeah, so I guess like, how do you start training them for that? Cause it is different, I feel like, from what we're normally doing with them.
1: Yeah. I mean, walking's always a good thing to start with, but what people have to remember is is. Running your dog is extremely stimulating. Everything's moving faster. So if you think about when you train your dogs, um, and obviously having a good base of dog training with your dog is, is great. You don't want to take a dog that's never had any training in its life, hook it to a leash and say, well, let's hope this run goes well. Um, (laughs) You know, but, but you got to remember, like, if you're training a dog and you're standing still, your dog can focus on you, you start to add movement, suddenly things are, are your dogs a little more vigilant on things that are happening around them. And then you add more speed to it, like running, and you're going to have a dog that, that could easily get distracted. So, you know, I always say training wise, you want to start at the, at the bottom, you want to build that foundation, taking your dog places, taking them for walks so they can maybe, maybe if you have a certain path or trail that you run walk them on it sometimes get them familiar with that location and then progressively add your speed to it then because then at least your dog's going, "Oh, I've seen this. It's a little more familiar." and it could be easier for them. But I never you don't want to shy away from like making sure the dog is social. You know, I've been on just walks with my dog or just walks on my own where someone'll go by with their dog and their dog lunges out at you because they want to say hi or maybe they don't. Um or if you're with another dog and they want to go visit that dog. So you know, you want to make sure training wise, you're socializing them, they're getting around other dogs. But here's, here's the thing I think that sometimes people in just training in general forget or or kind of don't do is they'll bring their dog to like a dog park, or they'll go to daycares or they'll have their dog play with other dogs. But the main focus I would tell people who are wanting to run with their dogs or just most people is, Don't worry about your dog being social with other dogs. Worry about your dog being kind of impartial to other dogs. Being able to be in a group of dogs and not feel like they have to run and play or get nervous or whatever it might be. Those are the things you really, really, really want to focus on because if your dog loves other dogs, that could be a problem when you're running as well. You know, you're trying to run past somebody and all of a sudden the dog's just pulling you or veering away to go visit or something. And so, you know, I would say socializing is by far the biggest thing you want to do. And it's socializing through the way of just making them just be like, yeah, I'm cool with being in different situations. I don't have to go visit people. And the, the hard part is, is with the breeds that we mentioned, golden retrievers, labs, things like that, they're naturally social dogs. So that can take a little bit of time, you know? So that's why we always, I mean, health wise, they say, don't run with a dog till they're about a year and a half, you know, cause you want those joints and things to, to be good to go. But I say you take that year and a half, you're going to need it because you want that training to be there and that focus to be there.
0: Yeah, no. And that totally makes sense because I'm picturing all the times I'm out on the trail, whether I'm walking my dog or just running. And it's like, you see those dogs that are with their person and then you go by and they're either sniffing or doing something else. And oftentimes you're like, oh, they're friendly or they just want to say hi. And it's like, yeah, hey, but now they're not focused on you. And now they're tripping me and now they're in the way. <laughs> it's just oh, like, and, it's a lot. I mean,
1: as a dog trainer... It drives me absolutely crazy because, you know, I'm out there. Usually I'm out there with client dogs and I'm I'm training client dogs and and they're like, oh, my dog just wants to see your dog. Can they see each other? I'm like, no, they can't. You feel like a jerk by telling them no. But I'm like, no, no, no. We're out here with a job. And and that's something to remember, too. If you're running with your dog, don't let them take those breaks to go play with other dogs, because then that becomes part of the routine. We run a little bit, then we play with other dogs. I try to be like, OK, we're going to run like when I'm doing tracking or when I'm hiking we're that's our goal that's our job that's what we're doing we're not going to be taking breaks to go play because I feel like then the dogs start to anticipate maybe this dog could come play with me and let's let's go do that and and I remember when I when I used to do running interrupting my run was like a it just bothered me it was like a pet peeve or whatever mm-hmm. it was like if I'm running and then the dog like and dogs do this The dog has to go to the bathroom but even that alone i'm like okay hurry up let's go i just want to keep going because right. you get in the zone and all of a sudden you're like dang it
0: <laughs> no exactly yeah. yeah um so now is there a specific leash that makes the most sense because i've seen a lot of, i mean uh, I've only ever, my old dogs, it was just, they ran in the same stuff that we walked, but I've seen people who buy like the waist belt thing that then attaches to their dog. That seems scary to me only maybe because I didn't <laughs> have a good dog because I just picture being like, you know, oh. along in some direction. But, um, also I see dogs in like different kinds of not just collars or like the nose collar, but you know, like the harnessy things. Is there something that makes the most sense for running?
1: Yeah. So there's, I mean, there's a lot of different gear you can get. Um, it always depends you know, kind of on your dog. If you have a dog, that's a decent runner, who's not going to try and like go, like I was saying, go run and be social or something. I like, you know, you can use just a regular, a regular leash. If you want to, you can, you can uh, tether it to yourself too. That's, that's totally fine. Um, you know, harnesses I'm fine with harnesses, but I always, when I'm doing something like running with my dog, and especially if it's something you're going to be doing a lot of, I always, Tell people, kind of do your research. I don't have specific brands necessarily right now that I recommend um, just because I'm not super, I mean, I have what I use, but I don't know if it's the best or not. But don't be afraid to get higher end gear because if you go sort of cheap, let's say you get a cheap harness, what can happen with harnesses is they can actually rub on their armpits And, and I know runners deal with, with some, you know, if if you have certain clothes and stuff on, it's the same with dogs, like it can get really uncomfortable. It can, it can, you know, cause rashes and stuff. And, and so I I definitely, if you're going to use a harness, try to get one that's a little more narrow, I believe that doesn't quite have the, the material touching the inside of the armpits. Leash wise, they, they make a lot of different leashes for like running or, or, or things like that. They make ones that are like kind of bungee where they flex, there's a lot of flex to them. That one might be okay, especially if you have a, a dog who you trust that's not going to try to pull away from you because that just allows you then as you're running, your dog maybe gets ahead of you a little bit or or, or moves out because you're not going to always run perfect lines. I mean, the dog's going to go around. That flexible kind of bungee leash does allow you a little bit of play without completely like taking you off your rhythm as you're running. But the only thing I would tell people, and I, I understand its value because we use them, you mentioned kind of the, the nose collar, like a gentle leader. The only issue I have with that, and it's not complete, like, I, I'm not saying don't use it if you need to do it, but it's breathing.
0: Okay. You know,
1: if, if you can, you can adjust them to where they open up to where the panting is totally fine. And then it's probably fine. But if you need it to be tighter, I always get concerned. I mean, the dog safety is super important when we're running as well. So, um, head collars, eh, I hopefully don't have to use them, but if you need to do it, but otherwise, you know, just a regular flat collar or, or something like that is usually fine or, or a harness like we were talking about.
0: Okay. So, and that totally makes sense. And I don't know if I've ever seen the bungee, but that sounds like the perfect idea. Cause I know I would sometimes be like, as you're running and your arms are moving, it's like, now I'm catching the leash a little bit. Um, yeah, it's
1: got the the bungee just has maybe like a foot or so of flex or or maybe a couple of feet of flex. Um it's not a lot, it's not like a bungee cord necessarily. Right. It does have a stop to it. It just allows a little bit more forgiveness as you're running.
0: Yeah, no, I like that. Um so. I guess like kind of shifting a little way from gear, but, um, fueling, uh, or I guess gear too, is like bringing water. So I mm-hmm. know as runners, we're like, I think we've gotten to a place where we're all very specific of like, you're running for this amount of time. You now need this, you now need this. Uh, I imagine dogs are probably similar during runs, but also like as runners, I think too, we sometimes eat more because we're running so much. Like, is there, mm-hmm. um, nutrition then for those active dogs?
1: Yeah. So, When it comes to nutrition with, with canines in any canine athlete in general, it doesn't matter if you're running or you're doing agility or, or, or whatever you're doing with the dog, we always want our dogs to be healthy, right? Like, just like with, with people, we don't, if you're overweight, it's going to put, put weight on your joints and, and everything. And so, you know, I'm always trying to make sure like with my dog, he's getting some sort of high, high quality protein, you know, he's getting a high quality protein. He's getting, he's making sure we're getting healthy fats. Um, and I'm making sure that, that, you know, he's staying at a lean weight. Like I don't, I, it's easy to give dog treats and have them get a little bit chunky. I, especially like uh, here in Minnesota, it's, it's starting to be winter time. And so it's really easy for us to, to not do as much with our dogs. Um, but I, I always try to make sure I'm keeping my dog lean because at the very least that I'm not putting, even if he's out of shape a little bit. With the endurance, at least I'm not putting that weight on his joints and stuff like that. Um, but you know again, food brands, I there's a million different food brands out there now that are quality. But again, just like I was saying, um, with the harnesses and stuff, make sure you're spending, if you're gonna run with your dog a lot, you want to make sure you're putting quality into them because that's what you'll get out of them. And so a high value dog food. And you know, personally for us, we feed our dog raw, um, but, you know, we have a lot of clients that eat kibble and everything. And kibble's totally fine. I always recommend using some sort of supplement that's maybe got a glucosamine in it. Um, what is it? Green lipped, green lipped oysters or green lip muscles that are going to help with, with ligaments. It's going to help with tendons. You know, your glucosamine obviously is for joints and stuff, but making sure that we're putting stuff in them, that's going to help them pre, pre and post run. Um, water while they're running is ideal, but you don't want to give them too much. Probably just like, you know, if you're running, if you drink too much water, you get a side ache, dogs will just throw it up. And that probably isn't fun. You know, you don't want to (laughs) overwater them, you know, or anything like that. Um, and I try not to feed them and this might be a dub, but I try not to feed them. I usually, especially if I'm going to do a longer like hike or something with my dog, I try to go at least two hours pre and post maybe an hour after, but at least two hours before I don't want to really feed them because I don't want bloat. I don't want them throwing their food up, you know, or anything like that. I want to make sure that that's settled and we're good to go.
0: No, I'm actually glad you said that because it's funny that you said like, this is kind of like, duh, but honestly, as I'm thinking, like keeping it the same as like runners, we're probably going to eat a little closer to running something small, but we're going to eat something and we're going to eat soon after. So, um, Mm -hmm. that's good that you pointed that out. Cause I think at least maybe it's just me would be like, oh, maybe they need to eat now that they just finished running. Um,
1: well, they do make, they do make like water. So. Dogs just like with people, you, you kind of need electrolytes and things like that. So like there's things you can give the dog after after high high level of, of workouts, whether it's a someone hunting with their dog and they're running fields all day or or running with their dogs or whatever, where um, it basically just replenishes electrolytes and stuff. and you can give that to them mixed into their water at the end when they're taking their break or somewhere along the run if you need to um and that kind of helps replenish and build them up and then once they've sort of settled down for that hour then they can get their meal that's going to help kind of replenish the rest of it
0: that totally makes sense mm-hmm. um so now probably just like people i'm sure you have to build up to running longer mm-hmm. distances of course but is there like because i i think dogs you know I, sometimes i think we expect too much but also i think sometimes we like forget that like a lot of them like different breeds like their job was to be working to be running to be chasing you know doing all these things so is there a distance that is kind of like okay maybe once you know like maybe dogs don't do marathons with you or is it just like again like train train them up to it if that's what you're trying to do
1: to a degree you can train them up to it um you know there's a lot of factors that go into when i'm doing like like with running with my dog there are a lot of factors i would consider the pavement you're working what you're running on you know the surface like hard pavements. I mean, that's what made me stop running is because I was running on our road out here is it's a mile loop exactly. So it was really convenient, but it was also blacktop. And I just found that over time, it was really putting a lot of wear on my knees. And so um, it's the same with dogs. If you do a lot of pavement running, it can be hard on their feet, it can be hard on their knees. So yeah, so or, or on their joints. So I like to sort of build up dogs slowly to how I'm going to do it. Just, like I said, we start with walking just for training purposes, but then maybe we'll do a mile Um, And what this is going to help do is, is build, first off, build kind of calluses and stuff on their feet. Cause if you have a dog that's never run before, and then you're like, Hey, let's go running. They're going to, their feet are going to get sore from hitting that pavement or that or whatever, and digging a lot. And you're going to start seeing sores and they're not going to, they'll be in pain for it for one. And they're not going to want to run. You know, I think the average distance is between about two and five miles. That's kind of your safe, safe area to kind of max dogs out ideally for physical activity you want to do about an hour or so a day so some people can run a lot in an hour some people i could not run very fast so i was i just plod along and and my dog would come with me but two to five you know and and i think what people need to also keep in mind is whatever you do with your dog you want it to be sustainable for the long haul and what i mean by that is i had a client this 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 is now, God, this is 12 years ago. And it was a pointer and they ran with this dog and then she was getting ready to do a marathon or something. And so she was running daily, running about seven miles and her dog was running with her. And they did this every day with, with their dog, seven miles, seven miles, seven miles. And then she ran her marathon. And when she was done running her marathon, she either stopped or greatly reduced running for a while. And, the dog built up this like need or this, this just got used to running seven miles a day. And so suddenly it went from seven miles to pretty much no miles a day. And you have to remember that really can impact the dogs mentally. Cause now they have this built up energy and they don't know what to do with it. And they're like, I don't know. Well, I guess I'm going to go chew on your couch now because that's my option as opposed, cause you're not running anymore. So I try to keep it realistic. Like, okay, well, you know what, if, if I have to take a couple of days off, you know, two, three miles, you know, that's, the dog will be fine to not to not do those runs as often. Um, And if you want to do more running, I always tell people plan it out where you can maybe drop your dog off back at the house or something real quick, and then continue running. If you're going to do more than that two to five, we just, we want to keep them safe and, and, and make it fun for them. And I think if it gets too long, it's going to become unenjoyable for them. And then you're carrying your dog back the rest of the way, which ain't fun for us.
0: Right. Um, no, I'm so glad you also brought up the, you know, making it sustainable too, because I actually, like I said, a lot of this comes from me seeing people ask questions on Facebook, but Mm -hmm. I just saw someone asking about something very similar. Like we've been running our dog for an hour every day. And I forget what they said was the reason they're not doing it anymore. And then, so they were asking about dog treadmills, or Mm -hmm. I guess it's regular treadmills, putting their dog on the treadmill. Is that something that makes sense to do? Do you have to do now different training? I'm guessing because you're not running with a the dog, they're figuring out how to run on the treadmill by themselves.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. You know, treadmill training's great. Um, you know, we have a treadmill and and our dog shows interest on it. He'll walk on it and stuff like that. Um, we haven't quite gotten him up to a run yet, but we really haven't tried. We're we're so active with them ever anyways. We just even in the winter, I'm out there doing stuff with my dog and we're running and doing things. So um But yeah, they make dog specific treadmills, um, a real popular brand. I think it's called like Pacer. That's a really, and and the dogs kind of, I think it's called like a, is it a, I don't know if it's like a treadmill where it's powered. I think there's slap mills where the dog actually does it with their own weight and it kind of just momentum builds from there. Um, it does take some training, but dogs do enjoy it. I don't know if they understand the whole concept. Like I'm just running in place. I always wonder what a dog thinks when they're on a treadmill, but (laughs) right. Treadmills are a great option. If if that's something your dog is willing to do and you're able to do with them. I'll just, like with our dog, I just basically stood and straddled our treadmill and then encouraged him to come up and then just turned it on very slow. And he just started to walk and I had treats and he was just eating treats and walking with me. And then I, I would just basically stay in front of him or stay just to the side of him, have that treat. And he just followed that treat walking in place. And then before you know it, he was at a trot. So if the dog is is I don't want to say brave enough but like if the dog is willing enough to do it then yeah treadmills are great they'll definitely help kind of supplement when you can't or or you know don't want to because like here we just got like seven inches of snow and everything's icy and crappy right now nobody wants to be out running well people still go out I was gonna (laughs) say I bet you
0: there's people out there
1: though (laughs) oh yeah we'll, we'll get those times where you'll see on the news it's like 20 below and they're like don't even be out running and you see some person run by the news anchor with like a full (laughs) mask on and like ice icicles hanging off their face running past you. And they're like, well, they still going to get the run in.
0: (laughs) Exactly. Speaking of snow. Um, again, I imagine it's probably similar. Like if we don't want to be out there, the dogs probably don't want to be out there, but, Mm -hmm. um, because some of those dogs I'm picturing like the golden retrievers with their long hair. Um, but then a lot of those pointer dogs have that short hair. Um, For our long-haired dogs, I'm guessing summertime is less fun for them. Are they good to probably run if we're good to run? Or is there like a certain temperature that we're not like, "Mm, they're probably going to get a little too hot? And then I guess the converse there with the cold and the shorter hair guys.
1: Yeah, I mean, when it comes to heat, I I just... It sound it's more humidity to me than heat. Like okay. the humidity is going to affect breathing, and that's really what it is. I mean, even dogs like your golden retrievers that have longer coats, their coats are still designed to to regulate heat very well. Dogs sweat from their paws. So, like you'll see a dog that's that it's hot and they'll just leave paw prints. It's not because they stand stood in water, they just sweat from their feet. And so, um, you know, they'll still repel the heat really well. So for me, it's if it's if it's borderline, if I'm questioning whether it's too hot or not. I'll run a short distance or I'll do a short track or whatever hike with my dog. And I kind of just read them. If they're starting to get super hot fast, I'm going to put a wrap to my, to my runner hike or whatever faster. I'm going to be like, you know what? All right. We're going to take more breaks. Um, We're going to, we're going to try and plan a route. That's going to be more shady, have maybe more breeze or something. And then when it comes to like cold, you know, cold is it can really affect me anything under 25 or so, I'm going to shorten my runs a little bit because cold on dog's feet hurts them. They don't want to run okay. that. I mean, heat, obviously the heat hurts them too. And so that's, I should say, if you're going to run either hot or cold, you should be you know, really aware of what pavement you're running on. If you're running on like concrete or blacktop, those can really retain heat and cold quite a bit. Um, so I try to be real careful with that and in the winter time a lot of people up here do more like skidjoring stuff with their dogs so instead of jogging or running they're going to be they're going to be on their skis which then they're doing trails and stuff which is a little easier um and in the with the cold weather another concern you're always wondering if you're about if you're running on sidewalks and stuff is the what product are they putting on the sidewalks so a lot of commercial companies are going to just put bucket loads of salt because they don't want their clients or whatever to fall but salt is it dries out it hurts their feet it can make them really chap. so they make like musher secret and stuff which is like a chapstick basically for their feet which is something i always like to look into if if i'm going to be running on anything that could be a a pavement that could be possibly chemically treated or anything like that
0: yeah i was going to ask about um I'm, I've only ever seen dogs wear shoes like very infrequently. And I don't usually think that they look like they like them, at least the ones I've seen. Mm-hmm. Um, do you recommend them running in shoes if we had to be on that kind of pavement or is that just because it's going to constrict the way their paws are expanding kind of just like our feet um, with shoes and everything else?
1: Yeah. I'm not a huge fan of the shoes. Okay. Um I think if the like expect if it's cold where your dog needs the shoes, I almost feel like you're better off either shortening your run or not running them. Um the chemical stuff I understand, but yeah, dogs typically aren't comfortable. Some will wear them and walk with them, and that's fine, but running they tend to fall off too. Like I've used them in the past and I just don't like them, you know, like I'll put them on yeah. my dog and he'll start running around and then you see it fly <laughs> off. And you know, if the dog's running next to you and, and you don't notice you get a couple miles down the road and you look and the dog's missing three of its shoes. And you're like, well, <laughs> do I go back or do I just say the heck with it? I'm just going to just keep going. And I guess those don't work. Um, right. But I don't, I don't particularly like, them. you know, I'm fine with like like, like you mentioned short haired dogs with vests and stuff. Like if they mm-hmm. need something to add a little like warmth, yeah. Put a jacket on them. That stuff's fine. If, you know, even if your dog's just like, I know golden retrievers that just don't like the cold they want to run. They want to be, you know, out there doing stuff, but they don't do well in the cold. Well, if, if a jacket helps, yeah. Put a, put a jacket on them, let them warm up a little bit more for sure.
0: Yeah. Um. Back to the heat just real quick. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'd like to think that people know what to look for when their dogs are too hot, but I also just learned that dog's feet sweat. I didn't know that. <laughs> and I've had dogs, so I don't know where I've been in the summertime. But um, so besides like feet sweating and obviously like, is it just panting really heavy and like seeing their chest? Because I have, I don't even know if these dogs do it, but dogs in the past that like as soon as you're walking, their mouth's open and they're just kind of like, but they're not mm-hmm. like out of breath, but they're, you know, they're breathing. You can see it. So is mm-hmm. it just going to be more visually straining mm-hmm. than if they're just getting too hot?
1: Yeah. To a degree, you're going to notice. Yeah, I mean, even my dog, when it's warm outside, we step outside. He's instantly just panting. You know, I mean, we, people kind of do it, you know, you step outside, you're like, oh, and you're just, you're hot. So you're already kind of breathing different. Um, that And that normal breathing is fine. That panting breathing is fine. You're looking for excessive panting. That tongue is really far out there. Another thing I look for, and it's kind of a sign of, of heat stroke in a way, or at least early signs of heat stroke with dogs is, you kind of get this glassed over look in their eyes where they're just kind of looking forward, but they're not really looking any at anything. And they just kind of don't look like they're there. Um, you'll see dogs. My dog did this one time and it was, it, it definitely worried me when I was doing some hiking stuff is, is we pushed it, I think a little too far and he started to get a little wobbly. So like he, he was just starting to get to that point where his body was getting way overheated. So you'll start to notice a dog not running as well. Um, I think if a dog honestly is getting that hot, they're going to start slowing down. So if that dog starts to really slow down, getting really tired, wobbly, panting excessively, panting, um, and because we don't want to overload them with water, we have to be super mindful of that. You know, we don't want to dump a ton of water in them, especially when they're overheating, because that can also be dangerous to them as well if they drink too much. So, yeah, the panting is a good sign, but the excessive panting is 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 more more so that in the eyes. Like I always look at my dog's eyes to kind of go, "Hey, bud, you still with me? Okay, we're going to keep going." Or or if he just looks like he's starting to get tired, I'm like, "I see that. We're going to be done." And we just wrap it up.
0: Yeah. Oh, uh, no, good to know. Mm-hmm. All right, my silliest question probably and this is probably also my last question. Um because as runners also we get very focused on our warm up, our cool down, our stretching, all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Do dogs can they benefit from stretching i don't know how they would stretch but like those kinds of things i know people who yeah. have like dog chiropractors acupuncture um do they like all that accessory work what's things we yeah. should shouldn't be doing or can cannot be doing
1: yeah that's really great cuz i actually made a i made a m- addition to my notes and it said stretching right on there oh. um so so like uh, with our puppy or our dog, he's not a puppy anymore but when he was a puppy one thing we did because we were taking classes through uh, an agility place not because we were going to do agility but because we liked the teaching him like agility stuff like running jumping over things and, and and certain like foundation stuff and one thing that they pressed and we always have pressed it too is getting your dog comfortable with stretching so what you do is is you can grab like the upper hip on their back leg and stretch it straight back. So if you ever see a dog lay down and you call them like frog legs where they like kick their legs way out, Mm -hmm. you can do that with the dog. You just have them stand and you just kind of are stretching their legs out calmly, almost like people would just to sort of stretch their muscles. I like to do it pre and post um, intense workouts with them because I don't want them to stiffen up. Like if you, if you run a bunch with your dog and then right when you're done, you just load them up into the kennel their muscles get super tight. They just don't have a chance to kind of just release all that stuff. And, and, and um, it can just be bothersome to them. So yeah, stretching super good. Chiropractic is good for dogs. I, I have a friend of mine who does it for people and dogs and and he's very good at it. And you, you can see the difference with dogs when, if they're just not moving right or something. And you know, if you're running with the dog or your dog slips on ice or something as you're running or falls, it, it's always good to get them checked out, making sure everything's in line. Um, But stretching is a conditioning thing for them too. like you want to make sure you get them comfortable with it. So like I'll put it with the young puppies, I put a treat on their face, and I just start to pick up their legs and get them comfortable with extending their front legs out past their head and just allowing me to, to sort of move them around. Um, And then The other thing I like to do is some sort of warm up with my dogs, whether it's, Hey, we're going to walk for, I don't know, a hundred yards just to get those muscles kind of going. Cause if your dog just wakes up from a nap and goes out running with you, I know personally, I couldn't do it. Like I need a stretch. So like, I feel like the dog is going to be the same way as you're setting them up for potential pulled muscles or or injuries and stuff. That's just, it's, it's not completely, uh, uh, necessary to do.
0: Yeah, well, now I feel like it wasn't a silly question. I thought you were going to be like, no. "No, dogs don't need to stretch."
1: <laughs> oh God, no, no, it, oh no, no. Yeah. I, I've seen my own dog, and this—I know we're getting off topic, I suppose—but my own dog <laughs> um, hurt his shoulder for like six months, and he's—we do high-level training stuff because he was laying there sleeping, and I think I said, "Hey, bud, do you want to go outside?" And he was so excited to go outside, he hopped up super quick and pulled a muscle in his shoulder. Oh, you know, and I mean. I can relate, I do that myself if I move too fast. But like, I'm like, dude, you're in much better physical conditioning (laughs) than me and everything. And he pops up and he just kind of had this hitch for like six months because he's a breed that doesn't calm down. He's always wanting to work. So he like had this prolonged pulled muscle, and it was just a pain. But but no, it's for sure. It's a very, very uh, uh important thing to do, is is to to stretch them, work them out, everything like that. You know, it I would say that part is is almost as important as the training stuff, getting them social. I mean, social is almost required. If you're going to run with your dog where there's anybody going to, that's going to be there, you know, but stretching and making sure they're prepared to run is equally as important.
0: Yeah. Well, now I know what I have to work on for the next like year with our dogs, because they're (laughs) like six months. So we have a year to be good at paying attention to me and what we're doing and stretching.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Well, I mean, and I know this is sort of a shameless plug, but like we have a free webinar that helps with that. Like we have a free webinar that does help you kind of get more consistency, getting that well-behaved dog kind of well-rounded, you know, and it's it's just on our website. It's just something we wanted to give to our clients. So, or to our, our people. So we have a, a free webinar right on our, our site that people can check out as well.
0: Oh, awesome. Well, that actually kind of leads me into the end of this because I was going to say, <laughs> did I forget anything that we were going to talk about? But then also if I did not, Tell us where we can find you.
1: Yeah, yeah, ondogtrainingacademy.com. We're on Insta I try to be on Instagram. I I'm, I'm doing my <laughs> best. Um we're on Facebook. Um but yeah, ondogtrainingacademy.com. Um on there like I said we have a free webinar people can check out that'll let people kind of it's it's talking about um getting a dog to be more well behaved, which I think leads into running and things it's just daily life stuff. We kind of designed it because we had a lot of people talking about wanting to take their dogs out at the time to like patios and stuff, but everything's relatable to running just because we need a dog who's just cool with stuff. Like, yeah, we're going to a new place or yeah, we're going to encounter weird things. I mean, people who run encounter weird things It's we all, you know, so mm. it's just a really good thing. But yeah, on dog training that's our website and people can go there and they can shoot us messages on Facebook, whatever. We're pretty accessible.
0: And then I know you have your in-person dog training, but you do virtual as well. Is that on your website?
1: Yep. So, so our, our virtual is on dog training Academy. Um, okay. our all breed North is actually our in-person kind of our brick and mortar. We started the online one in 2020, cause that's the only way we could communicate or work with people. So we have webcams, we have a, a classroom that we have a, a TV set up where we can do virtual lessons where you'll see me, I see you on our TV screen working and stuff. And it's, it's really helpful, but so yeah, so we do a ton of virtual stuff now and and it's been fun.
0: Yeah, well, I was gonna say, don't be surprised if you hear from me in like a month or two. And I'm like, I can't get these dogs to listen. Yeah, um, for sure. For sure. <laughs> and then your podcast too, real quick, what do you talk about on your podcast? And oh, wh- yeah. tell us the name.
1: Yeah, so I have a podcast or we have a podcast called Learn, Laugh, Bark. And basically the podcast just talks about anything relating dogs. So like this next week coming up is going to be one that's talking about getting ready for the holidays and things you need to avoid hazards when it comes to bulbs and tinsel or, or company coming over or going places and traveling. But we talk a lot about different things about dogs, whether it be some things are funny, some things are more serious. Uh, We had an incident last year that I was part of with trying to find a lost dog. And it kind of brought me into telling that story on a podcast and then kind of being like, don't be these people. Like let's make sure we're keeping our dogs safe and everything. Um, so we just talk any topic that comes to mind, you know, we just talk about it. And, and we're always looking for more. If anybody wants to hear something that we haven't mentioned, we're always like, tell us what you want to hear. We'll talk about anything. As long as dogs are involved, we'll talk about it.
0: Yeah, Oh, that's awesome. Well, thank you, Jake, so much. This was so fun. And I feel like I personally at least learned a whole lot. So I really appreciate it.
1: Well, great. Awesome. That was fun. It was it's always good getting on and talking and I mean, I love talking, so you know. <laughs> especially about dogs, we're good. So, I appreciate it.
0: Oh, right. I just want to thank Jake again for taking the time to share all of that really awesome information with us. Um super helpful. Can't wait to get started on, you know, working on that training to run with my dogs, but also checking out his um free resources on dog training, because I feel like at least for me as a dog owner, definitely can use some help in that area, just of general dog training stuff. So really awesome. Check out all of his info. All the links are in the show notes to be able to find him, check out his podcast, because I haven't gotten a chance to listen to it yet, but sounds super awesome. And um, because he's so fun to talk to, why not listen to him talk a little more, right? Um, So thanks again, Jake, hopefully everybody can get out there and run with their dogs. Um, other info, because it is now December, um, thinking of gifts for upcoming holidays, um, donations in whoever you're giving a gift to's name to the Youth Mental Health Project. Um, I know that's probably not the most exciting gift, but Youth Mental Health Project is really awesome. They provide parental support, resources, education, um, for people who have family members, children, youth, anybody in their family who is struggling with their mental health. So um, really awesome resources there. They are they do have clubs in some schools across the nation. So check that out as well. Um, really awesome organization. Um, there's a movie for anybody who was listening a couple months ago. Their movie was premiering, or second premiere, um, No Letting Go. So check that out too. Um, lots of great stuff there. The link for Our event with the Youth Mental Health Project is in the show notes. So hopefully um, you can check that out. Other gifts, not just donations, but you can sign them up to run our either in-person or virtual run in May. We are doing um, a 5K on the track, and we are also doing a one-hour distance challenge just to mix things up and keep it fun. So again, that is in-person and virtually. Um, there is one space to sign up on the donation website. And then after that, you get to um, have a link that will help you register for which event you're actually doing. Um, and again, all of that money is going to the Youth Mental Health Project. So it should be really fun in person and virtual people will get a t-shirt. They'll get some swag from the Youth Mental Health Project and whatever kinds of coupons and things like that from our um, generous vendors. You also will be entered into our raffle. We do have a couple different prizes right now. We are working on some more prizes, but those include things like free month to BetterHelp. We have a Generation Mindful Parenting course, um, some Slumberkins. We have, I believe we will have um, from Dragonfly Catering, we'll have some uh, free catering options. We will have free run coaching planning from yours truly. Um, So there are lots of things. We are working on getting even more prizes, Um, probably some gift cards to running stores or online running stores for our virtual people. Uh, So definitely check that out. Like I said, links are in the notes. Thank you for tuning in. Make sure you rate, review, subscribe, all the things that you can do for a podcast that you enjoy listening to. Make sure you check out social media, our website, any of those things. If you have questions, comments, interview requests, feel free to email me at merikeerunclub at gmail.com.